I'd like to give you a warm welcome to this time of worship and as a call to worship I'll read words from Psalm 100 Know that the Lord is God It is he who made us and we are his We are his people the sheep of his pasture Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise Give thanks to him and praise his name. So we'll begin this time of worship singing Scottish Psalter. That's page 297. It's Psalm 65 verses 1 to 4. Praise waits for thee in Zion, Lord. join together in prayer let us pray Lord we pray for the gift of your Holy Spirit that he would lead us in prayer that he would lead us to pray for the things that are according to your Holy Will we pray that the words that we were singing would be fulfilled at this time of worship Praise waits for thee in Zion, Lord. So may there be praise rising from our hearts. We worship you as the one who made us. We worship you as the one who made the world in all its beauty and its mystery. 
confess our sin as we also sang about that. Lord, we confess the sins that come between us and you. The sins that draw us away out of your holy will. The sins that are grieving to you. Lord, may your Holy Spirit bring home to us the reality of that. When he has come, he will convince the world of sin. So help us this evening to confess our sins in a personal way. And we pray for your Spirit to show us Jesus. We give thanks that that is his ministry. To take of the things of Christ and show them to us in our desperate need, in our lostness. Lord, as we read your word, as we think about it, as we think about its impact on others, we pray that your Holy Spirit would help us to look to Jesus and to lean all our weight on him. Be with us then during this time of worship, that it would be to your glory, that it would be to your lasting good. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll sing again in page 157, and uh, this is Sing Psalms, page 157, and it's Psalm 119 from verse 9 to 18. How can the young keep their life pure?
Ian's going to come up and do the reading for us. Oh, thank you. Three readings. The first is from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. 1 Samuel, verse 3, 1 to 10. whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. My son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the young man. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood calling, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Our second reading is taken from Psalm 85, verses 1 to 8. Psalm 85, to the choir master, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Lord, you were favourable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin, Selah. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation towards us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again? that your people may rejoice in you. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. And finally, from Luke chapter 10, and at verses 38 to 42. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. 
you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Amen. May God bless that reading of his word. join together again in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we pray over the reading of your word from what we were singing earlier, how much your word meant to David, even though the revelation of your will was comparatively at an early stage at that time. We give thanks for all that you have revealed of yourself to us In these New Testament times, God, who in different ways spoke to our fathers through the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. So Lord, we pray that our hearts would be attuned to hear what you have to say to us this evening through your Son and our Saviour. We give thanks for the account of Samuel's experience that he didn't know the Lord when he was young but still you came in the night and you called his name so he knew that his name was known in heaven. Lord, we pray for your Holy Spirit to bring home to us that we also are known by you and that you search the deep places of our hearts as David says in Psalm 139 and Lord teach us to say as Samuel was taught to say speak for your servant is listening we think also of the experience of Martha how she got into difficulty overburdened with a sense of responsibility of service and we think also of what Mary did when she sat at Jesus feet and heard his word Lord may we be like Mary sitting at Jesus feet this evening listening to the words that he has to speak To us, I'll hear what God the Lord will speak to his folk. He'll speak peace and to his saints, but let them not return to foolishness. Lord, we pray for anybody connected with this congregation passing through a difficult and dark time. We pray for those who have known illness or bereavement or who have known that in the case of their loved ones Lord be with them at this difficult time and carry them through these deep waters we also pray for our country at this unsettled time we humbly pray for wisdom for the government Uh, we pray for guidance for us as a nation we also pray in a special way for Ukraine for your care over that oppressed country 
We humbly pray for deliverance and for help at this time of great need. We pray in a special way for those who love your name in Ukraine who work for the coming of your kingdom and who still keep on doing that even in these dangerous days. Lord, take care of them. Keep them from danger. And we humbly pray that these distressing providences would work together for the coming of your kingdom in days to come. Now, Lord, be with us during this time when we think about your word. Help us to understand what you're saying to us. May your word be a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. We we confess our sin, we confess our need of your help. Be with us in the fullness of your grace. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we're going to sing in the Scottish Psalter, that's page 231, and it's Psalm 25, from verses 4 to 10, Show me thy ways, O Lord.
if you would like to turn to Psalm 85 that we read earlier, we'll read again at verse 8. Psalm 85 from verse 8, in the version I have here, I will listen to what God the Lord will say. I will listen or pay heed to what God the Lord will say. I don't know if you have read any books by Katie McKinnon, but um, she tells in one of her books about her experience when she had trained as a nurse and she came up to Inverness and worked in the RNI beside the river. And she had a friend there called Jean, and I don't know if they had a conversation about the gospel, but anyway, Jean said to her, why don't you speak with my um, fiancé, George, who's a doctor, and he would perhaps be able to help you more. So they met in the chapel of the RNI, and... um, George started speaking to Katie about Psalm 23, basically, about how Jesus is the shepherd of those who trust in him. And he spoke about the different things that Jesus does for his sheep. Like my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me, and I give to them eternal life, and they will never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And Katie says that as she was listening to these aspects of Christ's care over his sheep, it was as if the darkness was taken away and the light came in. And then she says, it was as if Jesus himself came in to the chapel and she felt surrounded by love in a way that she'd never experienced before. Well, that was her experience of coming to listen to what God the Lord was saying to her. Jesus as her shepherd, my sheep, hear my voice. I know them, they follow me. She heard the voice of Jesus speaking to her in the tenderness of the gospel as George explained it to her. That's what this is about. I will hear or I will listen to what God the Lord will say. In this psalm, the psalmist looks back to days of blessing and then he prays in verse 4, Restore us again. O God our Saviour. So he begins to pray for fresh blessing from heaven. And then he comes on in verse 8 to this point, which is a very personal point. I will listen to what God the Lord will say. I don't know if you find this, but sometimes if you're looking back in the history of the church, it may become very impersonal. God did this, God did that. Or if you're looking to the future and you're asking God to do miraculous things, 
again the focus is away from you but in verse 8 the focus is on you I will listen so here is a question for me and for you tonight perhaps God has something to say to you he spoke to Samuel in the night he spoke to Isaiah in the temple he spoke to Mary in her home perhaps Jesus has a message for you and may God give us this spirit this receptive spirit this openness I will listen to what God the Lord will say I want to say first of all that there are some factors which can keep us from hearing what God is saying I was thinking about Psalm 37 as I was preparing this Psalm 37 talks about some dark things anger and envy the psalmist is struggling with deep things going on in his heart maybe you've had a bad experience with other people maybe somebody put you down in some way or cheated you or maybe you have a grievance for what was done to you the way you were treated if these things go churning round in our minds in our hearts very difficult to say I will listen to what God the Lord will say because we're listening to this grumbling that's going on from deep inside our own hearts or sometimes we are so impacted by the example of somebody else that we're hardly looking past that person to Jesus or to listen to his voice I think you get an example of that in John 21 where uh, Jesus calls Peter and says follow me he says that in verse 19 of John 21 and you know what Peter does he turns around immediately and he says "And what, what about John then Jesus says follow me and Peter's immediate reaction is what about him they were pals they were close in fellowship they had had bad days together they had had good days together what about him and Jesus says in verse 21 more or less forget about him you must follow me you mustn't allow John to come between you and hearing what I'm saying to you we may have a very low opinion of our own standing and we may say oh I respect that person I think highly of them what do they think but there is a place there is a place for learning from the example of others but there's also a place for setting others aside so that we can say I will hear I will listen to what God the Lord will say 
we can be burdened with the service of God like the passage that Ian read from Luke chapter 10 in the home of Martha and Mary. Martha was burdened with the service of God. She was burdened with caring for Jesus, honouring him, making it a special occasion. And the burdens of the service of God came between Martha and listening to what Jesus was saying. And Jesus gently and yet firmly, he points Martha to this, that she would be better listening to what Jesus is saying rather than banging pots and pans in the kitchen and making a fuss about that. Sometimes we can be so caught up with the service of God as we understand it that we're not listening to what God is saying to us. I want to come on secondly to this. There are just three situations I would like to mention where there's a particular call to us to listen to God's voice. In Psalm 85, the second part of verse 10, it says he promises peace to his people. And when we follow this through into the gospel, the New Testament age, we find that God preaches peace through Jesus Christ. That's Peter and John, no, Acts chapter 10, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. How wonderful that God would have a sermon to preach and that this would be the theme of his sermon, peace. And that this would be the way the sermon would open out based on his Son, our Saviour, God, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. I'm saying this because If we haven't yet come to trust in Jesus as the one through whom peace comes to a troubled world, then we have a particular calling to listen. Listen to what God is saying to your heart through Jesus Christ, his Son, our Saviour. Listen. In the Blessed News for December, you may have read about a couple who came to the Seafarers Centre in Invergordon, and they, well, the, the guy used to be an atheist, but anyway, they were reading the Bible a bit together, so they had questions, and the two of them met with a, who was just described as a pastor, and um, the pastor said, well, great, First, I want to pray. Second, I want to read some verses from John 14. And then we'll talk about your questions. So he prays, and then he reads John 14. In the middle of John 14, that passage, uh, Thomas says, how can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life, the whole package is me 
from start to finish when he finished reading this passage the woman said to, her, to him to, to, to the pastor I have no more questions because when you read that I am the way the truth and the life it answered all my questions And the Blessed News says that at a subsequent date the same was true for the husband, but it's the wife that was saying specifically that at that time. How wonderful that her heart was open to listen so that when the pastor read these words in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth and the she heard she actually heard Jesus speaking. Jesus' message made an impact, a transforming impact in her heart, in her life. Have we come have we come to that point in our own relationship with Jesus? That we know that Jesus is the way to God. That we know that Jesus is the way to peace. Do we know that Jesus is the channel of God's grace to a desperately needy world? <coughs> now if God is calling, this is another example of what God may be calling us to do. If, if God is calling us to serve him in some particular way, we need to perk up our ears. We need to say, I will listen to what God the Lord will say. Samuel, he was called to serve. He was just a child. He had a lot to learn, but he was called. And he learned to say, speak for your servant is listening. Isaiah was in the temple and he heard the voice of the Almighty. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Whom shall I send? He heard that. And he said, I will listen to what God the Lord will say. He said, here am I. Send me. There was a lady, Mary McLagan, who was uh, thinking about God's call to missionary work. I think it was in South America. She was thinking about it. And uh, she was in a railway station and she was sitting on a bench and she was struggling with this issue. Uh, then I suppose the time came for her to get her train. And off she went. And she looked back and she didn't know that all the time she was wrestling with this personal problem of God's calling on her life, there was a verse on the wall behind the bench. It was uh, Psalm 37, verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Commit your way to the Lord. She had lots of questions. She had lots of burdens of anxieties 
It was pulling her this way, pulling her that way. But the verse said to her, leave these things with God and respond to his call. Go ahead with his call. That's what she did. She listened. God spoke and she listened. Or supposing God wants, can you dream of this? Supposing God wants to say something of particular comfort and strengthening to you in your specific circumstances, will you listen? There was a lady um, in, um, well, she was she was from England originally, but she was um, in South Africa. She married a man who became a minister and who ended up principal of a Bible college in South Africa and the the man died about 30 30 or so years ago and so she stayed on in South Africa her name was Margaret Gordon so then she's getting quite old and she begins to think "Eh, should I shift from here to Scotland should I move from here to Inverness? I've got two daughters in Inverness. Should I be going, moving near my daughters, coming towards the end of my life? That's quite a challenge, isn't it? At that age, to pull up your roots and to move to a different country. And then these words from Isaiah 41 verse 13 came to her. I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. I've known that lady now for about five years. She was coming to Kinmiley's church. She died in November and I took the service of Thanksgiving. So... I became aware of these verses that had spoken. That's what shifted. That's what shifted her out of South Africa back to Scotland. That's what gave strength to a frail, elderly lady whose hearing wasn't as good as it used to be, and all these things. That's what strengthened her to accept the challenge of moving house. God spoke to her and she said I will listen to what God the Lord will say I want to say thirdly now whatever way God speaks to you or to me may we listen to to what he says whatever way God speaks to you or to me may we listen to what he says I'm sure you've read the story of Augustine's conversion he, he lived quite an immoral life in his earlier days and he was struggling with his personal relationship with God and he was reading scripture and doing this but boy he, he had a way to go and um, he was in the garden one day and he says in his confessions that it was as if he heard this 
as if he heard this voice lift and read and he thought is this a child playing a game is it part of the game I'm wondering do I know any game that's got this in it lift and read anyway he's talking about all this stuff and yet he takes it as the voice of God speaking to him and he went back to the table where he had left a copy of Paul's epistles and he lifted it and he read and he just with it opened in um, Romans 13 I'll just read these verses that Augustine Augustine's eye fell on let us behave decently as in the daytime not in orgies and drunkenness not in sexual immorality and debauchery not in dissensions and jealousy rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature Augustine says at different points in his confessions about hearing with his inner ear so he heard the voice of God was it a child playing a game it doesn't matter was it an angel it doesn't matter who said lift and read it doesn't matter Augustine lifted the book and he read the word of God and he heard the voice of God so God speaks to us through his word are you experiencing that today that God is speaking to you through his word what a wonderful memorable precious experience God speaks to us through his word God speaks to us through the preaching of the gospel perhaps you've read the story of Billy Graham's conversion when he was 16 and he was uh, leader of the youth group in his church and uh, then this guy comes along and he preaches uh, evening meetings on his father's farm Billy Graham's father's farm I think his name was Dr. Ham and while Billy Graham was listening to this visiting preacher it became clear to him that he wasn't a Christian at all he was leader of the youth group but he wasn't yet a Christian so as he continued to listen to Dr. Ham preaching the gospel of Christ he, he understood how he was to become a Christian how he was to commit the salvation of his soul into the hands of Jesus Christ to be his saviour, to be his lord you know what Billy Graham said about Dr. Ham's preaching? He said, I was hearing another voice. When he was going along in the fields and listening to this visiting preacher, he said, I was hearing another voice. Whose voice was he hearing? He was hearing the voice of Jesus Christ. That means that when this man was preaching the gospel, Billy Graham came to understand that the gospel that this man is preaching comes to me.
with the authority of God, I'm hearing another voice. Perhaps that's been your experience, that you've been helped in your own relationship with God through the preaching of the gospel. I'm sure it has been your experience. It was my experience this morning. Although I wasn't in church, I listened to a service online and was helped through it. How wonderful to feel that something above the human is happening when the gospel is preached to you. Something lasting, something deep. But really God can use different means to speak to us. And uh, if I can share this with you, we had some children coming up to Kinmelis Church in uh, December from the school. And uh, these children were there to learn the very basics of the Christmas story. So some of them were given roles to fulfill um, shepherds, angels. So there was this little boy, I think his name was Jack, and he was an angel and he had a white gown and he was going about and he was saying, Don't be afraid! And then he would find some other soul who needed counselling and he would say, Don't be afraid! And he came to me and he waved his arms and his white goonie and he said, don't be afraid. As far as I'm concerned, I heard another voice thinking, what was the background to this? An angel came from heaven. He said to the shepherds, don't be afraid. He said to Mary not to be afraid. These words from heaven come with such authority we we may be shaking in our shoes we may be afraid of this and of that and the words come from heaven don't be afraid how wonderful that God can use that wee boy with his dress his white dress and waving his arms that God can speak through the wee boy. God can speak to you in different ways, whatever ways he speaks to you. May these words be true for you. I will listen to what God the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people. And may these words of Horatius Boner be fulfilled for me, for you, I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary and worn and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. We'll join together in prayer. Lord, we give thanks for your word, which encourages us to listen to your voice, 
Lord, we confess there are many factors which may hold us back from listening. And we pray that you would deliver us from the inhibiting influence of these factors. And that whatever way you come to us, and whatever way you speak to us, we would be helped by your Holy Spirit tonight to say, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. Lord, speak peace to our hearts in the power of your Holy Spirit. And we pray that you will be glorified through our time together. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we'll sing Scottish Psalter, page 340, that's Psalm 85, from verse 8 to 13, I'll hear what God the Lord will speak.
pressed upon and remain with us all. Amen.